On this episode of the Goal Line Fade, kind of a light episode being draft week. Uh, Brian and I are going to recap the week that is and will be for the Texas Rangers and Dallas Mavericks. Noxie, play the music. to bring uh, kind of all the news happening in the Dallas sports as of late. But before uh, we get down to it, Ryan, did you, did you watch Mortal Kombat, dude? Did you see this? No, I, it's not my jam. I've heard, I've heard uh, many conflicting uh, reports. Well, how was it? Ah, man, you know, Lulu wasn't a big fan either. Um, as you can see, as she wants to get in the camera, I, I'm a big Mortal Kombat, 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 Kombat guy, excuse me. Like, I still remember the blood code from, say, Genesis, A-B-A-C-A-B-B, right? Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the direction they kind of tried to go, if that makes sense. But uh, it's kind of missed, man. I, You know, I, I don't want to spoil or give any spoilers for anybody that, um, you know, might want to be watching the, the movie. Bye, Lulu. She's leaving now. <laughs> or watching the episode or the movie or anything like that. But it's certainly... Uh, I don't know, an original character. Resident Evil tried it, didn't work very well. You know, trying to create their own own thing. But, ah, I was a little disappointed, man. I, I expected a little bit more, especially with the true to it type thing. But that's, uh, yeah. I've heard that the the action and the fight, the fighting is terrific. And the the plot line leaves quite a bit to, to be desired. So I loved the games. It's just none of them. I've never liked any of the movies. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, I don't think I can think of a single movie that's based on a video game that I've ever liked. It's just not <laughs> my thing. You didn't like Street Fighter, dude? Come on now. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no that's terrible. The first Resident Evil is probably the only movie I can think of that's based on a video game where I actually like the movie. Well, see, here's what I was talking to a coworker about this today. The first Mortal Kombat from the 90s is better than this plot-wise, but not but not like action wise and sure. cinematography wise. Like this looks pretty. And honestly, the first seven minutes of this movie is phenomenal. Like when they cut to Mortal Kombat, like it's like a, the first seven minutes is an old school. It's in the 1600s fight scene. It is bad ass. Like it, it's very well, very, very well done. But just, they kind of miss, man. They make Luke Hang's kind of a bitch. And that's yeah. one of my favorite characters, dude. He's like so sure. small and those fireballs, but you know, ah. Uh, I could go on for hours and hours, but we got some uh, Dallas Mavs and Rangers to tackle here. Absolutely. So, in uh, Cowboy news, real quick before uh, you and I get started, uh, Sean Lee is retired. I uh, I'm very happy for him. I like Sean Lee a lot, the general as they call him. But damn, it, career marred by just not being no availability. It it's it's terribly unfortunate because there's you know there's a handful of gotten more than a handful throughout the history of the league that, and he, I, he is a perfect example of this, that if his body hadn't failed him the way it did with injuries, you're probably looking at maybe hall of fame, at least a borderline hall of fame career. He was that good. 
It's just, he was never healthy. Never, ever just couldn't stay healthy. But when he was on the field, he was unbelievable. Um, And, and I have a feeling that he will probably uh, make a transition to the coaching ranks. Yeah. At some point pretty soon. Uh, I can, um, I could, I imagine it'll probably be with the Cowboys at a lower level and work his way up. And I could see him being uh, a linebackers coach next year and a defensive coordinator in two or three years. I mean, he's just, he's that guy. You know? Yeah. That'd be cool. That would be, I'd be all about that actually. Yeah. Like definitely. definitely can, yeah. Definitely one of my favorite Cowboys of the last decade or so. You right. Know? Yeah, you can't go through the Romo era without thinking of Sean Lee and Witten being basically the leaders of the, you know, emotional leaders of the offense and defense. So, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a, it's sad to see that happen, but you know, it's you know, it it happens. He's like he was like the Sean Marion for uh, you know, when the Cal- when the Mavs were good in the early 2000s and won a championship. Obviously, we never got there with Sean Lee, but he's kind of a piece like that. He reminds me of a guy, just a glue guy that was very valuable on the good teams that we did have. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so let's get into the maps. We got our Cowboys stuff out of the way. Yes, so sir. the cow, the maps are now in sixth place. It's ah, happened. It's yeah. happened. We, we escaped the play-in tournament at the moment. So far. Now, I don't know if this is going to be the same Monday when we record our next podcast, right? But as of today, right now, they play in an hour and a half at 9 o'clock or an hour. Uh, they play the Kings. That's where they sit. Um, they are only one game behind the Lakers because we own the tiebreaker because yes, we won we the series two to one. Yep. After the sweep that just happened. So give me your map thoughts right now. It's It was weird because if we would have recorded this episode on Friday or Thursday, I think our opinions would, would have swayed a little bit from kind of the way the week went. They, they didn't have a great week. Um, yeah. uh, well, uh, Dwight Powell for MVP. Yeah. Yes. Um, Dodo's still on fire. Have his arms gotten larger? Is is, is, is that a thing? He looked jacked, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was just he's he's even you know pre pre Achilles injury, he was good for a handful of these. Maybe not this type, this good, but right. one of those games where a handful every season where he's just gonna kind of go off. Luca's gonna feed him, and the matchups just right. And it just so happened to be, it couldn't have come at a better time or place, um, you know. And, and I've heard a lot of people freaking out about it, thinking that this is what we can expect from him on a regular basis. People who don't watch the Mavs all that often, and that's not that's that's not the case. You can't expect it on a regular no. basis. This yeah. was dessert. This was a treat. Sure, got to enjoy it for what it is. Uh, but it was huge. It was a big deal. You know, it was, and it, like I said, it couldn't have come at a better time. He, he probably plays harder, even if it's bad, he yeah. plays harder than anyone you can just watch. He, he, he has one gear, yeah. you know, he's never, he's never half-assing it. No, uh-uh. no. Is- and he's probably overpaid in all fairness. He's probably overpaid. Um, but when he's healthy and when he's right, he is, an important part of this team he's he's kind of like what you were talking about a little bit ago kind of that Sean Marion kind of a glue guy that's you know he is the hustle of this team he's just they like him enough that they overpaid him and it may come down to bite him at some point but you know it was it was a great night 
Well, I, I tell you what, man, say what you will about Dwight Powell. And, uh, you know, I, I'm an admitter that he's not the best basketball player, but the hustle is there. He's a good human being, too. Yes. Tell you what, man, you have Brunson, Porzingis, and Powell healthy versus the Clippers in the bubble. Let's go. Man. Uh, yeah. and, and, just, and guess who's three, by the way, is the Clippers. Oh, yes. That yes, would be indeed. the first-round matchup right now. Uh, bring it. Absolutely. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah. I do not want the Suns, not even a little bit. Chris Paul, you know what? Harrison Barnes and Chris Paul are Mav destroyers. Killers, man. For rightful reasons. Yeah. Ever since Cubes denied, denied the Laker trade for Chris Paul, yeah. he's made it a point to stick a fucking fork in us. Yeah. And obviously Harrison Barnes got traded in the middle of a game last year. And they yeah. had to take him out. So he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder. So tonight's game could get kind of wonky versus the Kings, by the way. Sure. And another one's Russell Westbrook. Whenever Cuban said, you know, he's not a superstar player. He makes sure to oh, he yeah. makes sure to bring his A game. Versus- 100%. 100%. Yeah, I don't um, want any – I look, I'd rather have – I'd rather I'd rather see the Jazz. Um, I think we match up well with the Jazz. Uh, obviously, we're not going to uh, unless things go terribly. But – the 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 Suns is the number one team I don't want to see, um, and I, I'd love to see the Clippers. That to me, I let's go, let's go. I'm, I want I want them to fuck them up. I hate them. Yeah, I'm tired. Oh my god, yeah, they disgust me. Oh yeah. my gosh, just freaking Kawhi Leonard and his. Ugh. And I and the truth is, I love Kawhi Leonard. He's sure. probably like if he was here. Boardman gets paid. Boardman gets paid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's probably my favorite on a just you know take teams out of it. One of my two or three favorite non Mavericks in the entire league, well, um, at least until last year. He you know last year in the in the bubble really pissed well, me off quite a bit. But before he's that, the Thanos of the NBA. Yeah. You know he's like snapped his fingers and he inadvertently ended. <laughs> so he ended the dynasty of Miami, yeah. right? They broke they broke up. LeBron went back to Cleveland. He broke up San Antonio's dynasty by asking to get traded away. Thank you. Then, <laughs> I mean, he, Toronto, he did away with freaking Golden State. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he's a very, very, very good player. He's like Tim Duncan, though. He's, 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 if you're a basketball purist, he's amazing yeah. to watch. But if you are like my son, who's like, what likes Curry and high, he's a very, it's Flash. good defense. You know, it's, yeah, he's an old school player, man. You know, the truth is, if he wasn't as good as he is, if he was even like 10% less of a player than he is, he, I don't know if he has a spot in the league hardly anymore, but he is unbelievable with the mid, his defense is terrific. His mid range jumpers are, it oh, just seems like, yeah. it just, it just seems like everything falls, you know? Yeah, yeah. When he, he finds those spots at the top of the key, and it's just fucking brutal. Oh, I well, we know that all too well from the bubble last year, uh-huh. man. Every, every single basket, dude. Every uh-huh. single one. So, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, I mentioned that I actually like him above Harrison Barnes on my team. And uh, yeah. he's continued to do better and better and better. Yeah. For the month of April, he's shooting 45% from three. Yeah, yeah, he's on fire. Clutch baskets. Uh, you could say that most of the wins he's a huge part of, if not a big part of, obviously. 
Um, I man, I just he continues to impress me, and uh, I'm just so so pumped that he is doing what I, I wanted him to do. It's just it's crazy to think he couldn't even shoot a three pointer when he came in the league. Not like, at all. It was terrible. It, just, it changes mechanics, dude. Like, and and Rick's like just keep shooting. Like, the, and he was bricking everything, and here we are three years later, and he looks like he can be a starter in this league. Like he really does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks like a a perfect fit as a three and D really long, very lengthy, perfect fit next to Luca. Sure. Like a Jay Crowder type, man. Like you see Jay Crowder has been on these really good playoff teams, like the Celtics and Miami and, you know, he's been on the, in these situations and he's not a great, like, you don't, you don't like, he's not like an all-star, but he's just that guy that's there. And Anthony Smith is that piece, man. Like I'm, I'm feeling it, man. I really, really am. Yeah, I, I like Dodo. I am uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what else he can add to his repertoire, you know, in the offseason, because I think I think, he, you know, he's still very young and still growing. And I, you know, I it, I don't look I don't think that he's ever going to be uh, a, a, like a number two or even a number three option, but I could see him winning at some point um it, you know at some point maybe getting himself to where he's in consideration for like a six man of the year role or uh you know it something along those lines one of the you know anyway i'm getting off so i'm getting oh, off you're fine valuable him. player because you can he can play small forward he yeah. can play power forward and heck he can even play a little bit of center if you're going to go really really small you're probably not going to play him at center very often unless you're playing against golden state maybe no. And they're just running up and down the field, and he's guarding Draymond Green, I guess. But, but um, he can, and he can guard spots yeah. two through five. Yeah, he can bigger two guards all the way up to smaller centers. He can lock them down. You know, I would like to see as he elevates his game. Like where I would like to see him go for next season is keep what he's doing on the three point percentage about the same. Uh, let's develop a little bit more mid range because it's it's Close like moves. Yeah, Close. yeah, yeah. I'd that love would, to see him get yeah. a post move or two, man. Yeah, absolutely. And then also just become an even better defender because yeah. that's what the Mavs need, man, is, yeah. uh, you know, you got to surround Luca by guys that will just get there and, and get down, down and dirty with it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. what's been, that's why putting Dwight Powell back in the lineup has been so huge with starting because he just doesn't give a fuck. No, man. man. No. Just, it's just, all hustle. It's yeah. All hustle. It's, he's just going to grind. Whoever's in front of him, he's going to grind them down. So Porzingis is out tonight. Um, a slew of maps are. It is a back-to-back. Lucas playing, which is awesome, but uh, there's no no JJ Redick as expected tonight. There is no uh, Josh Richardson and no KP. Um, do we think he's going to come back tomorrow? Uh, I, I hope so. I don't think so, but I hope so. What are you? What are your thoughts? I don't think he will. Um, the fact that he was doubtful today and not questionable, but then it being a back-to-back, that's that terminology is kind of iffy, if that makes sense, because it, it it's kind of misleading. If, if this game was Monday and Wednesday and he was doubtful today, I think I might feel differently. Yeah. Uh, we'll see around noon tomorrow. That's when they normally release their first uh, their, their first report. Um, I, I, we need them. Golden State is playing lights out right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's an important, important game for them. And for us, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a playoff type game, really, with maybe 14 games left after tonight. 
Yeah. So, and I don't know if there's anyone in the league right now as hot as Steph Curry. I mean, oh that is on fire. So, not oh, that yeah. KP is going to be guarding Steph, but we need all the firepower we can get. Absolutely. And then they get a little bit of a break. They play Detroit, Washington, and then is it Sacramento again on Sunday? I, I think. I think that's correct. Yeah. So, uh, so kind of a kind of a weird schedule coming up. Some back to backs. I would expect Luca will sit one of the games this weekend. Yeah. Uh, probably the other, probably probably the Wizards game because it's an East game. That doesn't mean as much to the to the standings. I think the tiebreakers and such. We'll see. I'd like to see him play all of it, honestly. But I, I you know, I'm not the coach. I don't I don't make those decisions. So no, no. And and Rick's pretty good about his load management, but not overdoing it. Also, you know, he's he. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, there's four. There's 15 games left, and you know, some of the rumblings are that. A lot of the reasons why they rested Luca earlier in the season on back-to-backs was for this stretch that they yeah. knew was going to be coming. Uh, because it is very important that they're in control, man. I mean, you don't want to rely on other teams losing. You know, Portland's hit a rough patch. The Lakers obviously hit a rough patch because of injury. And you're in control, man. You you beat you win these two games tonight. You're sitting in fifth, and you can get to the you can do third or fourth possibly if you, you know, if you do the right thing. Yeah, I, if the cards. You know, if the other teams lose and, and you take care of your business, it's not a stretch for them to end up in the five or the, the four or the five spot. Right. You know? and, and, you know, I'm not one for, I think that I enter every playoff scenario thinking that I want my team to be the champion. So I, I really don't care about matchups and who is who. Like like you said earlier, I think Phoenix is the team that that we match up the worst with. Like just Aiton, Aiton is good. You know, Jay Crowder kills us. Uh, freaking Chris Paul has just been a maverick. Is set up perfectly to be our kryptonite. Yeah. So that would be, that would be very disappointing. I would like the Clippers because I do think we can beat them. And I think that things might've been a seven game slug fest if we would have had health on our side last year. Yeah. Um, that being said though, man, like just win as many games as you can let the cards fall where the cards fall. You know, if, I don't like, I don't want to say like, dang, dude, we could have had home court advantage, but because we rested Luca versus the Wizards, we didn't have it. That's what I don't want. You know, I would like, if they have a chance to be the four seed and, and have that advantage, that's, that's something that they, that, that it's not about who the opponent would be. It's more about, hey, this is absolutely you know, yeah. where they're at. So hopefully they, they take that into account. But once again, that's kind of out of our control. And, and, to be fair, and maybe this is not the right attitude, but I, it's kind of the way I, I view it right now, is I still, like, realistically, I don't know if, I, if this team is a championship team yet, right? They're close, and I, obviously I'm, gonna, I'm not going into the, the playoffs thinking, you know, oh, I hope I see good. I want us to win playoff series multiple, right? That's, I'm hoping sure. for that. But – um part of the reason i'd like to see us end this in in the regular season with some momentum and and see if we can get into the the top half of the the playoff bracket is to see if we can do it like i want to see luca put the team on his back and drive this team right on down the stretch with a lot of momentum and see if it's you know i think it's a good test for him at this point in his career yeah. Um, more more than even just playoff positioning because again i'd love to see us go win series but realistically i'm not expecting us to win win the the you know even make it to the finals this year but i just want to see him p- 
push to hit to start hitting those milestones because next year depending on how things play out i do expect us to start being in that position of competing for for championships and i think you have to start taking those steps and i'd like to see him do that put the team on his back and get us to a, a five or a four seed sure i don't i don't know the stat but i know one thing i don't think it's not like the nfl um there's been teams that went to the Super Bowl when they hadn't won a playoff game the year before. They just went on a run. I don't know in the NBA if there's a team that has not won a playoff series and that just wins it all, like, out of nowhere. Like, I think you have to get over the hump of at least winning a series. Like, even with Golden State, I think, like, they finally won their first series the year before they won the whole thing. That's an interesting stat that I wish I could back up right now. But uh, Yeah, we'll we'll have to do – I will have to do some research between now and the next episode because I think you're probably right. I can, uh, look, the NBA has been around for a very long time, so maybe there has been one or two, but there, it's certainly incredibly uncommon, you know, sure. whereas like you said with the NFL, there's the parity where you can go from being uh, in the, you know, the top 10 in the draft to, you know, playoffs. I mean, look at the Buccaneers, you know, they did not make the playoffs last year and then they turn around and win the Super Bowl. Correct. That's, that's exactly a point right there. And then you look in the NBA. It, it it's doesn't a series, happen though. It's a series. It's so different because yeah. the best team will win a series. You almost yeah, or, the be, or the best coach. There's only there's one playoff series that involved the Mavs and Golden State years ago. The better team did not win. No, <laughs> that was just fucking. Now, in people. fairness, they outplayed us 100 every <laughs> single game of that. All four of those games, they outplayed oh. us, but they were not the better team. Baron Davis. Baron Davis. Man. My nightmares, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, Mr. Teeth. Yes. Standing. I hate him. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What a crazy time to be alive back then. Oh man. It was after the finals lost too. That was a, that was a really rough like year with an incredible stretch in between where they won 67 games and Dirk was MVP and that was wonderful, but the finals loss and then turn around and get outed by golden state in four. God, that sucked. But anyway, and, and we're the number one team in the league, won 67 games. 67 games, had the league MVP, and got beat by fucking Golden State, swept by Golden State in the first Sparkly game. orange uniforms. Ugh. We believe. Yeah. Ah. Speaking of we believe, um, so one more Mavs nugget, and then we'll move on to the Rangers. So Rick Carlisle, um, there are people, not I, I think Rick Carlisle is a phenomenal coach, and I'll take him on my team any day of the week. Right. Uh, I think he's going to be valuable for playoff series, but let's play let's play devil's advocate here, okay? We haven't won a playoff series since we won a championship. Yep. 2011. If things don't go well in the playoffs and the offseason doesn't go like they want, okay? Mm-hmm. Are Rick Carlisle and Donnie on the hot seat here? Um. From the fan base, yes. From Mark, no. Okay. I I truly believe that because of 2011, I think that Rick Carlisle has a short of some a handful of crazy things happening. I think he's pretty much got a job for life if he wants it. The Jerry Sloan, the Jerry Sloan job. Basically, it's his until he retires and steps away. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I'm not even playing devil's advocate and I'm not at the point where I think it's time to do something, but I do think it's time to start questioning it because 
I will grant, I will give him that we haven't exactly had, he hasn't had the best rosters to work with for the majority of that, of this decade that we're talking about. But there, you know, there have been, there were some teams, right? And it's, it's, I don't know, man. I can't, I can't off the top of my head think of a, a particular team in one, any of those seasons that I thought should have done better than they did. But it's still, when you say you, it's been a decade since we've won a playoff series, it's a fucking long time in the NBA, especially for somebody who's as good of a coach as he is, you would right. think he would have done it. But okay. No, that's fair, man. I, I, like I said, I, I think he's a phenomenal coach and I don't, I think that how they respond to the playoffs and how this stretch here, this is so vital for me. I'm watching very closely because I know that, you know, the fan base wants so much. I want so much for this team. We had the special talent and it reeks of championship potential and your window in the NBA is so small. Oh yeah. Well, you know? and, and real quick, sorry to cut you off one oh, thing. You're fine. Though I will say that one of the one of those crazy things that could happen that would cost Rick his job, I think, and I'm not saying this is going to happen or even close to happening, but if at some point Luca goes to Mark and says it's him or you know, get him out of here or trade me, he's gone. Right. Short, you know, and 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 like you said, we he's a special talent. I think that's a circumstance that could cost Rick his job, but sure. Short of that, I can't think of a whole lot of well, other realistic situations. Think about it. Rick's an amazing coach, but and this is getting, you know, way out of left field, but does he really know how to maximize what needs to be built? Yeah. Around like coach wise, like everything rotation wise. Like, does he it's it's a whole different I mean, look at look at it's LeBron. So different. I mean, yeah. look at look at LeBron with the with the Cavs. They went through quite a few coaches, you know, and it wasn't because they didn't have good seasons. It's like what do they have to do to get to the next level? They couldn't get past the Celtics. Then when he came back and then. Well, it, yeah, there's a situation, man. It, there's, I mean, you, you look at, uh, there's, a, he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's one of the, not the, but he's one of the longest tenured head coaches in the entire league. Uh, there's a lot of teams that have had more success. I think only Popovich. Is yeah, you're right. Him. Uh, and maybe uh, Spo, Coach Spo, uh, yeah. Miami. But that's, you know, that's it. Yeah, it's the top three, top five longest tenured coaches. There's a lot of teams that have had more success than the Mavericks that have changed coaches multiple times in that time frame. Right. At some point, the other thing is, you, you know, if, if things continue – uh without any without winning a playoff series you have to ask has the league passed him by you know with the changes that have happened since you know golden state kind of revolutionized basketball is he capable of winning in this nba right i'm not saying he's not but it is a question that might need to be asked if we're still in this spot this time next year without a playoff win and, it, and it's funny too because the 2011 Mavs kind of started what Golden State is now or became yeah. because the three-point percentages I mean you look at Peja and Terry when we closed out the Lakers like Absolutely. the way they, I mean gosh you know just put them away was it 13 three-pointers in a row from those two guys it's been yeah. crazy um, yeah it's it's good times but good times are ahead man and uh I'm pumped it's gonna be a nice home stretch and it's just 
it's so easy. And it's funny too, because it's Twitter and it's the interweb and it's the radio and it's what you surround yourself with, right? Like my wife doesn't know better because she's not on Twitter. She's not on listening to sports radio. So she enjoys the maps. She watches the maps games with me and we love them. If they lose, it's like, oh my gosh, they gave it their best shot. You know, it's, it's, it's sweet to listen to what she says. And then when they win, it's, it's even better, right? But she doesn't go through this parity of the, the sky is falling after a loss or we're the yeah. best team in the league after a win, right? And I think that everyone just needs to understand that what, what's going to happen is going to, you can't, you can't bitch it. You know, you can't bitch your way into this team being more than it is or more than it isn't. It's, yeah. it's going to materialize one way or the other, fortunately or unfortunately. And uh, I'm excited to see where the ride is because this is really, this is the tryout to see what needs to happen next. There's going to be cap space, trades. I mean, who knows, man? Maybe we're looking at Bradley Beal as a Mav this time next year. Ooh, I would love that's, that. That's a contract yeah, they'll that. be able to take on with everything, with, with a trade, you know? I'm not saying the assets are there or the draft picks. I, I don't know how all that part would work out of it, but it's it's a feasible thing that could, it sure. could happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you, you probably have to get a third team involved, obviously, but that's neither here nor there at the moment. But there are so many different things that could happen and could be. And how this team builds in the playoffs is going to determine what, what happens. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah, totally. All right. Any more, any more Mavs talk? Are we ready to move on? Let's, let's get to the Rangers, man. All right, cool. So my Texas Rangers, man, I like watching them. I'm watching them right now. They're now getting their ass kicked. It's like seven to four, seven to six, something stupid. I don't know. It's a commercial. Um, can they win on the fucking weekend or what, dude? Like, seriously, they've lost every yeah. Friday and Saturday game this year so far. I know. I know. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's very weird. It's yeah. very weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, the only series they've looked completely like they didn't belong was the White Sox series, which just happened. And, you know, and honestly, with San Diego, they were they, – it was low-scoring games. They just couldn't hit against their pitching whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the bright spot, we've talked about Nate Lowe on this podcast and how much we love him. And since our last podcast, uh, there's been a new man arise. And that man is Adolis Garcia, actually the AL player of the week. Yes, this sir. Week. 333, four home runs, nine RBIs with an 8.75 slugging percentage. Holy fuck. That's yeah. a 20-year-old rookie for you right there. Booyah, right? It's crazy because earlier in the year, they ran him through waivers and got lucky yeah. that, that nobody else picked him up. Nobody is. So, you know, it's, it's very Nelson Cruz, you know, the whole 28 year old rookie coming out of nowhere. Very interesting. Very interesting. He's a lot of fun. fun to He's a yeah. fun guy. Like, I, I like it, man. He reminds me of that 20, that 2010, 2011, that, you know, the, the antlers and, and everything. Sure. Like, yeah. I got that, that vibe to him. I'm telling you, man, not, not in the way that he plays or the way that he even looks, but just his energy and his vibe reminds me of Deli Cruz, you know? Hopefully he doesn't fuck up and ruin a World Series for us, but. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'll be, I'll happily accept a That's fuck true. World That's true. Series over over not winning games on Fridays and Saturdays for the entire season so far. Yeah. yeah uh, Nate Lowe hit a home run tonight, continuing to do awesome. It's funny because, you know, if you were like, a, if, if, we're, if you're breaking down the Rangers before the season started, we were talking about how atrocious the pitching is going to be. And it really hasn't sucked. We talked about last podcast. They're actually fourth in the American League, which is yeah. wild. And they're still right there. 
Um, so also Joey Gallo has improved to where he's not striking out all the time. He's, he's getting the walks. He's just not hitting home runs. It's he's crazy. Not home runs. That'll come around. I truly believe that'll come around. It'll come to the mean, the whole MLB is hitting like 230 right now. I know. I know. It's, it's real. It's the wow. pitching is a definite advantage, like big time. And we weren't talking about certainly because it took Guzman, you know, going on the, the end of the season IL, it was a 60 day IL at the time for them to call up Odalis, right? Yeah. But Nate Lowe wasn't a guy I was even thinking about. Mm-mm. I was thinking about Solak, seeing what he's about. Willie Calhoun, is he going to take the next step? We, you know, on record talked about these things on yeah. our before Ranger pods for what to watch for. So it's been a pleasant surprise. This, they're not the shittiest team in the NBA, but they're under the NBA. Oh, yeah, they're not. They're, they're yeah. still better than Houston, probably, if they were <laughs> to yeah. go play basketball. But in the MLB, I just, man, it's just, it's weird. This team will either be on fire or they're not hitting. It's a, it's, it's very odd for me. And their pitching hasn't really disappointed, man. It really hasn't. Tonight, the Angels got some fucking firepower. So, I, you know, we whooped their ass last time. I expected one of the games to go like this. And that's what's yeah. happening right now. They're seven, losing seven to four. Yeah. So. No, they are, uh, look, I've said it a, a, a ton of times. I'm going to keep saying it. Every bright spot, every every up that we get all year long is a win. Yeah. Because um, what, what did we really expect in terms of, of wins this year? I, I want this team to do one, to do two things, right? One, be at least entertaining enough to where it's not torture to watch. Sure. Two, have the young guys progress and both of those things are happening yeah. i'm i'm totally happy with the rangers this year absolutely no it's i couldn't be like it, the the doom and gloom that was happening the three weeks before the season started to what we have now yeah, yeah the record's not great but like i said it's it's a fun team and it's it's kind of like i said i said this on a previous spot the cowboys were such torture to watch last year because there was no hope yeah. it's like the quarterback's deck. We're not grooming a young quarterback. We're running in place here. Sure, I know we're going to get a better draft pick. That's going to be good. We'll see how that materializes on Thursday, right? But, man, if you're not watching youth grow and, and get better, it, it, it's it's kind of – it's it, it's almost – like I wanted to watch Red Zone over over the Cowboys. You know, the only, the watch only, Yeah, the only thing that made the Cowboys watchable for me last year was watching the handful of young players that were on the team – hoping to see bright spots from them watching them. But the team as a whole was brutal. It was, it was literally just almost torture. Uh, yeah. But yeah, C.D. Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, those guys, the, the young defensive tackles, watching them try to take steps, that was the entertaining part of the season for me. I'm 100% with you. And that's not what we're dealing with, fortunately, with the Rangers. They're, you're watching – Young guys take steps. You're watching this team kind of, uh, you know, Joey Gallo is is addressing the biggest criticism of his career, basically, which is leading the league in strikeouts, which he's, well, he's doing that still. But uh, but his average, he's, he's actually hitting for average too, and he's leading the league in walks. You know, I can handle him leading the league in strikeouts as long as he's going to lead the league in walks and then hit for power, which I think he'll start doing. I'm perfectly fine with that too. So they're nine and 13 right now. Yeah. And, you know, if they could win a game on a fucking Friday, it'd, yeah. it'd be a 500 ball club, right? It's such a weird stat right now. Yeah. Um, is there, you thought 60 wins, 65 wins, I think was your quote on episode one of the goal line fade. 
I, I believe that was right, somewhere in there. Think they can get closer to eighty. I think they can. Um, I think. Okay, a couple of things. I think if the pitching can maintain the pace that they've got, or at least something kind of close to that. Um, and then other than that, as long as they can stay relatively healthy, I think that, I don't know, if, I don't know if they can get to 80, but I could see them getting in the mid seventies, 75, 75, 77, somewhere in there. That'd be a good building block for going into next season. Yeah. Right. I mean, again, truthfully, if they, if they have less than a hundred losses, I'm happy. I sure. Really am. The only thing that could. The only thing they could snowball that is if they become sellers big time and they get rid of three of their starting pitchers for just straight youth, which could, which could be a thing. They could ship out Gibson, and, and that could obviously change the trajectory of what wins. With, with what they have right now, yeah. I think 75-ish wins is a very possible a very possible uh, finish outcome for them. Sure. Uh, yeah, so somewhere between I my bet now – my updated prediction, I guess, would probably be somewhere <laughs> around 72, 73. Okay. But again, I'm, I'm realistically, though, in all fairness, I think they are going to be sellers. I think there's a couple of players that, that they're going to be able to get prospects for. Um, and they'd be dumb not to do it, honestly. Absolutely. Like, not playing to be 500 in this, you know, it's, it's, it's dumb. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, they to grow. What's his name? Oh God, sorry, my brain isn't working. The uh, the pitcher we picked up in the off season. Uh, Gibson. Yeah, yeah. I think Gibson's probably going to get traded. He's uh, playing very well. Besides the first start, you know. Yeah. Uh, other than the first start, he's playing terrific. And look, he's 32, 33 years old. He's not going to be a long term part of this team. No. Go get something. 34. That, 34. Oh, 34. Okay. Go get something that can be a part of the the long term future of this team um you know if the right package develops for joey gallo let's i'm not saying do it i'm saying let's see what's out there there's going to be some there are going there's going to be and if our bullpen is is going to be pitching the way that it's been pitching for the most part this year there's going to be teams knocking uh asking about some of the some of the guys in our bullpen too colby so, colby allard yeah 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 so you know, it wouldn't surprise me if after the trade deadline, we do a podcast and I go, yeah, I'm back to 60, 65 wins. But for right now, I can see 70, some, like I said, somewhere around 75 wins. All right. All right. Well, all I know is that, uh, how do you pronounce his name again? Adolis. That's correct, right? I'm trying to, trying to get it. Adolis. Adolis and Nate Lowe to the moon. They're my new, they're my new dudes. Those are, uh-huh. those are the guys. Those are the, they're, they're quite fun to watch. So that's it for me, man. I don't have anything else about the Rangers I want to talk about. I'm good. I got, I've got nothing uh, other than to say that I'm incredibly excited about the upcoming NFL draft. It's going to be wild, man. It's going to be wild. I'm stoked. You want to, one last thing here. You want to do, uh, since this will be our last episode till after the draft, your final uh, first round prediction for the, uh, for the Cowboys, what the pick is. Oh, fuck, dude. Um, you got anything? There's so many, so many smoke screens out there. Like they're saying Carolina wants corn. Is that right? Is that the one that came out today? Supposedly, you know, but who fucking knows? It's all bullshit. Um, the, the Cowboys are going to get a corner at 10. One of the two, whichever one's there. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, that's what's going to happen. I don't think they're going to move back now either. 
No, I, again, the, the only, I think the only way that they, if Mac Jones actually goes at three, right. Then there is a good chance of a, one of the other quarterbacks being there at 10 when we pick. And if that happens, maybe, but I don't think Mac Jones is going at three. Right. So I don't think any of those guys are going to be there at 10. My pick right now, I think it's Patrick Sertain. Yeah. That's my, that's my pick. Denver picks nine. Is that right? So yeah, dude, I don't think we're moving back. I think Atlanta trades back and somebody else gets a quarterback and that Denver takes the last one. I think care. Yeah. I think Denver takes the last quarterback and we stand pat at 10 and we get uh, one of the corners because I don't know. Carolina is the weird one. That'd be so weird. They, they, there's rumblings with the Eagles wanting to move up for one of the quarterbacks, but yeah. I let them do it. Let yeah. Button. Like as long, look, as long as actually, honestly, no matter what, let it, let them do it. Let them burn draft capital because it would be with Carolina. And then it would just in Carolina might take a Detroit. Anyway, so it Detroit. True. But True. Either, and that's still further. I mean, either way, they're they're you're gonna they're gonna have to give up some fairly significant draft capital to get up there to take a player that look, I like Patrick Sertain and I like Joe Horn, but neither one of them to me is worth a first uh, a top 10 pick plus then on top of it a second round pick that no. you have. I agree. I agree with you. You're not Jalen Ramsey, you know, let's move on. I just don't see it. I I don't see it happening right now because I I think that everything that's going to happen movement wise between pick, between pick one and eight, I think Denver needs a quarterback. So I think they're staying where they're at unless no, no, I I think they're getting a quarterback period. Denver needs a fucking quarterback. He's not their quarterback. They have is not it. Yeah. Drew Locke is not it. I don't know if they're, I don't know. I don't know how they feel about Mac Jones, and I think he's going to be the only quarterback on the board when it's time for them to pick. Denver, Denver is the team that I that is the biggest wild card to me. I have no. They could go corner, they could go quarterback, they could go wide receiver, although okay. probably not. They could go offensive line. They could go anywhere. They could go linebacker. It's all over the place, man. Wow. One thing I, there's other than the Cowboys getting a player that I'm happy about, I do not want to see. There's there's three guys that I do not want to see end up in our division, other than the quarterbacks. Obviously, I don't want the quarterbacks either. But I don't want either. I don't want Jalen Waddle from no go to the Giants, right? Uh, or Philadelphia, either one. I don't oh, want stupid. I, they, they wouldn't pick him. Stupid. They they always pick the wrong wide receiver, dude. They'll pick the other one. I you're, <laughs> you're certainly right. I don't want Kyle Pitts and I don't want Jamar Chase. Those three guys or any of the quarterbacks, as long as they don't end up in our division and we get a decent player, I'm happy with the first round. I'm pretty sure some of those guys are going to end up in the division because mathematically there's no way all those guys go at nine in the first nine picks. It just no, doesn't seem – it doesn't seem – No, it's legit – like legitimately, I, I honestly – no bullshit. I think – I think all, I don't think that any of them will be there when we're on the clock. Really? Okay. We'll see. I could be wrong, but we'll It'll see. It'll be exciting. It'll be exciting. Speaking of exciting, I know that you and I had teased and talked about doing uh, a draft night um, kind of breakdown of the first pick. We've decided against that because we're still growing this thing right now. And I think that our expertise, just having a great draft background uh, or draft uh, breakdown, excuse me, next week on Monday night, I think that works so much better than just talking about one pick. 
just kind of breaking down the entire thing. So that's kind of for our, our listeners, that's the direction Brian and I are going to take. We're going to do an episode next Monday night, and we're just going to completely break down the Cowboys entire draft and obviously talk a lot about what's going on in the NFC East period uh, with, sure. with the draft as well. I think, I think our talents are better suited for that. than just talking about one guy. Well, and also we're at, by that point, we'll also be able to talk about some of the priority free agents that they pick up because, sure. you know, a lot of people don't put much thought into it, but the Cowboys do a damn good job picking up the undrafted free agents. Yeah. We've picked up a lot of starting Robert, developer players. When man, you know? Yeah. There's a but, lot of players that we've picked up after the draft that didn't get drafted by somebody that have turned into starting players, pro bowl players. I mean, uh, Tony Romo, man. Danny Amendola played a long, had a pretty long career. He's still playing, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he's still playing. He's uh, banged up all the time. But yeah, it's a perfect example. Yeah. Wes Welker, uh, Julian Edelman, uh, all those little tiny five foot nine white receivers that aren't very fast, but are really quick. They're all undrafted free agents. Sure. So there's a bunch of them out there and we'll be able to cover a lot of those guys as well. And that's another, and when I mentioned Robert Quinn, that's obviously not a guy we signed in the, in the supplemental draft or, or, or God, but what they're also good about doing is they always go into close to the season with cap space and they're able to do some of these trades yep. with teams that are looking to shred. Like when we got Robert Quinn, you know, it seems like we always find a move for something like that. So that's another positive spin on, you know, having just a little bit of cap left as well. So. I'm excited, man. I do think I think they stand at 10 and they're getting whatever cornerback is not picked. I think yeah. that's what happened. Whichever, yeah. whichever one of the two, man, is there. Now, if they're both taken, uh, we're gonna go Kyle Pitts or an offensive lineman. I don't know. That's that's a weird dynamic if that's the case. If that happens, there's gonna be an offensive lineman or Kyle Pitts, or look, I mean, at the end of the day, there, no matter what, there's gonna be four quarterbacks taken. Right. We know that for sure. Yeah. Other than those four quarterbacks, there is about 10, give or take, eight, eight to 10 players that could possibly be picked in there. They'd all be worth the 10th pick. So no matter what, there will be a good player there for them to take. The only situation, the panic button situation for me is if the four quarterbacks go, right? And then the only so that let's that's four of the the nine in front of us. And then both offensive linemen go and both um both Denver and Carolina go both cornerbacks. Yeah, both corners and then Kyle Pitts goes. There's your nine. So you're left with Waddle. Yeah, the three wide receivers yeah. and a bunch of and then a bunch of players that probably aren't worth the tenth pick. That would suck because they're not going to take a wide receiver. So then they're going to do something stupid like reach for Micah Parsons if right. they can't trade back. If they can trade back, cool. But right, you know they're going to reach at that point, and that doesn't look good to me. But, but I don't think that happens. I think that's in that is the least likely of all the scenarios. Is that? I agree. And we'll see, man. It's like I said, it's going to be exciting. I think what Atlanta ends up doing is really going to turn this fucking draft. That's, Especially that's, now that they're talking about trading Julio Jones. Yeah. That's crazy. Why, why are you having Matt? Yeah. 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 You're their Their shit gets really interesting at four, yeah. especially if, uh, if they stand pat and they're like, look, 
we're going to keep Julio. We're going to keep Matt Ryan. We're going Pinesul or we're going, we're going Kyle Pitts. We're going to, we're going to try to win this fucking division and go for it. The draft levels out and you're going to have, it, it's going to kind of stay its course. But if they, if somebody takes their pick or they say, fuck it, let's rebuild. Let's get a quarterback. Whoa. It's, it's it gonna, crazy. If it goes quarterback, 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 the yeah. first four picks, it's going to be a really, really stressful. Once you get to seven, it's going to be like that next three picks is going to be like, fuck it. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be nail biting. It's going to be crazy. All right, man. Well, I'm looking forward to being stressed out. Let's do yes, this. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> well, that's it, man. For the goal line fade, a Dallas sports podcast, Brian and I appreciate every listen, whether it's five people, 15 people or 500 million people. Um, if you like what you've heard, please like and subscribe so you can hear all of our good stuff. You can find us on YouTube and any platform that has the podcast. That's all I got, Brian. You have anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Uh, no, man, I got nothing. Thank you very much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Good episode, my man. Rock and roll. Peace.